Hey everyone, welcome out to The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky, episode 237. I'm Nick Nitro, and with me... Jimmy. Uh, A.K.A. known as Jerome Wetzel. You can check out his stuff at JeromeWetzel.com. .com. Is it JeromeWetzel.com? Yes, it is. Okay, so it's JeromeWetzel.com. No, don't, let's not do that. I know, it, it, yeah, it makes me sad. But if you want to check out his stuff, seriously, check that out, JeromeWetzel.com. Um, you can check him out on Twitter at JeromeWetzelTV, um, and he has tons of reviews C42F um, and uh, blog critics. Where else? Blog, blogger? Well, it, uh, it's your website, JeromeWetzel.com. JeromeWetzel.com points you to everything. Yeah. Including this podcast. And, yes, including this podcast. But uh, this episode is uh, uh, sponsored by uh, Packrat Comics. Uh, com. Actually, yes, PackratComics.com. <laughs> and uh, they, have a, they have their own podcast there that's pretty cool. And actually, they'll be hosting us for the Not a Comic Con Comic Con July 26th. Uh, time is still to be determined, but check them out or check us out at gbgpodcast.com for time. And, uh, and uh, it'll, it'll, it should be pretty fun. We have some uh, fun stuff planned for you, for you guys. Also, audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky gets uh, over 100,000 titles to choose from. And uh, last but not least, uh, because I'm a whore, utmnt.com. Check it out, and uh, if you want to support us, go to patreon.com forward slash UTMNT. All right, episode 237 of The Good, The Bad, and Geeky. We have talk of all sorts of things, uh, but a lot of talk about Fargo, what our thoughts on that were, Game of Thrones, talk out the yin-yang, and Normal Heart, and... We barely mentioned Normal Heart. That review was in the Lost Podcast. Yeah, which you'll hear about in in this episode, too. So, uh, either way, we we talk a lot of good stuff, though, I think, and... uh, Sit back, relax, and here's episode 237 of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. Warning! The podcast you're about to hear is very filthy. We say naughty words you would use as an adult anyway. It will cause you not to eat your vegetables, and your mom generally thinks it's a bad idea. Any moment of the show that has any similarity to the history of any person living or dead, real or fictional, to real events are entirely unintentional and coincidental. Unless we're specifically noted otherwise in the cast and crew credits, all celebrity voices are impersonated, and new celebrity has endorsed any aspect of the show. They put out a 4K edition of Ghostbusters 1 2 on Blu-ray. I, if I had a 4K TV, I would. I, but I, I question. Only because I, I haven't remember, seen it. So I don't know well, how good it is. well, that's the thing. I got excited for the Blu-ray transfer, the, yeah. oh, the first one for Blu-ray, the original. They still have it on DVD. And and apparently they said, you know what? The menus are beautiful. Mm-hmm. The movie. Stick with your DVD. And I was like, he said, the only thing that's actually worth the money is maybe the sound, but with the picture not being mm. like, it looks, it, it doesn't look like they did anything to the picture at all. It looks worse, actually. I'm like, okay. I I'm got a, a Top Gun Blu-ray 3D transfer. And the 3D, for the most part, it's, you know, you forget that it's there. But during the some of the plane stuff, it looked really cool. But the picture's still grainy. It's 3D, but it's still grainy and old looking. Well, see, that's the thing. I, I, George Lucas must have had so much money with because Star Wars. Okay, the original Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I remember 
before they did the re-release in the in the uh, seven or no ninety ninety five ninety six whatever. Mm-hmm. That movie looked like it. It looked old, but it looked like it also just came out. So, and I, but the thing is, is like to re- digitally redo every frame like that to the point where it doesn't look grainy. Mm-hmm. That's some money. Oh yeah, I know. And you know, I, which which is really funny because one of my my one of the most hilarious things to me was I think I borrowed it from you. You have Lady? Do you have Lady in the Tramp? Or maybe it was someone else. Mm, I do not have Lady in the Tramp. They had the Blu-ray Lady in the Tramp, and it was digitally transferred because apparently the original print absolutely horrible they've been working mm-hmm. on it for like five ten years and they put it out and literally does it look old yes but literally they it looked so crisp it looked like it just came out mm-hmm. and then they said they did the same thing for the little mermaid and the little mermaid looks horrible mm. horrible and because like you're watching that like i they had a short for have have you did you have the little mermaid on dvd i do not there is well. I wish I did. You, you, I know for a fact you'd love this. They did uh, apparently. You know when they were trying to do Fantasia, they did Fantasia two thousand. Yes. And then they were supposed to do another one in like ten years, and they never mm-hmm. did it. Well, when they were gearing up to do the next movie, they did like five, ten shorts that they animated, and then they didn't do anything with because Disney's executives higher up said, "Nope, don't do Fantasia. It's going to be a loss of money." And so they have all these shorts just lying around. One of them mm-hmm. though was Han Christian Andersen, the Match, Matt, Little Match Girl. Uh huh. Which in itself is one of the most depressing tales ever. It sure ever. is. Well, right, and, but it's Disney. It's done by Disney. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! They it's on the, the Little Mermaid. I believe DVD. I've seen that. Right, and so you look at that beautifully crisp, clear, and then you look at the Little Mermaid, which has supposedly the same quality of transfer, mm-hmm. and you go, "Oh, this is mm-hmm. so horrible." Mm-hmm. Like Little Matchmaker, Little Matchmaker Girl, whatever, it looks exactly little like Matchmaker Girl. The Little Matchmaker Girl. She's Yenta as a She's child. Yenta. <laughs> If I match was a matchmaker, match, match match make, make me a match. Build me a fire, catch me a catch. <laughs> I'm starving here on the streets. <laughs> Never mind. Dying with grandma, looking <laughs> at a tree. Okay, that was very sad. That is sad. Yeah. But, uh, no. So, yeah. speaking of live show. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Yeah. Which, uh, when you came in, did you see the, I bought. Uh, I did not oh, see I'll, I'll whatever show you're th- going to say. I because I, uh, I know I didn't see anything related to what we're talking about. So okay, uh, we are doing another live show at Packrat. Are we? Yes. This is news to me. You didn't know that? Oh, very <laughs> touche, touche. Well done, well done. I brought it up. No, I know, I know. That's why I was like, wait a minute. Okay, maybe we, we're not talking about the same thing. Uh, are we talking about the live show in, at uh, Comic Con? Yeah, that not, we're doing not at Comic Con. Oh, I'm doing a live show at Comic Con. Oh, okay, because we're doing it. I thought not we were really. doing it. Yeah. It is a Comic-Con, but it's not a Comic-Con. Comic-Con. It's at Comic-Con in Ohio. Right. At on a comic same... book store where there's not a con going on. The, the con is you show up, and it's not a Comic-Con. But... It's just a few pathetic guys in a basement. Oh, no, that's no, no. <laughs> Self-deprecating humor is right. allowed. Yes. Um, but, no, uh, we're going to do another live show. Uh and the time is still not. I, I figure it's going to be in the evening because we are. You well, know, I, yeah, I, I would fucking. Hope I work. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, on a Saturday. I thought it was Friday. You no, said Friday. No, it's Saturday. I swear you said Friday. I swear I said Saturday. Okay. I because I can't do it on a Friday. <laughs> oh, that. Oh, oh, either way. Well, this is okay. This will be interesting. <laughs> so 
We may not be doing this show. Why not? Uh, well, we'll do a no Nick live show. That's fine. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Show must I'm go kidding. on. So, uh, but we're doing it at Pack Rat uh, at not a Comic Con Comic Con. We'll have the dates in the show notes because uh, off the top mm. of my head, well, wait a minute. It's the last weekend in July. I know that. Okay. It's a few days after I get my wisdom teeth taken out, so I may or not may not may or may not be high on painkillers. It's it's July twenty sixth. Is it? Which is a Saturday. Not a Comic Con Comic Con. Yes. Mm. I thought I put that in there, but if I did put Friday, I apologize. But I was looking for the Facebook event, but maybe you didn't send me a Facebook. Maybe you only sent me an email. I sent you an email. I know were, you sent me. An email. They were still working on the uh, on the page uh, getting the info up because they're looking. They're I think they're still trying to get their big guest. Usually every year, Packer has a big guest. Like last year, I think it was um, uh, Dante. No, that wasn't Dante. Um, Brian O'Halloran. It was Doug Jones. I think. So, um, so they they usually have big guests there, and they have uh, other little local artists and whatever, uh, whoring their wares. And uh, their, but anyway, I bought a wireless mic set uh, for all of us. So Ooh. right. So it, it, yeah, I'm I'm hoping because I'm hoping we'll also start doing more live shows all together, mm. like maybe once a month there. July 26 is a Saturday. I must have just been misreading something. Okay, like. You know, I, I found your email, and then I looked at a calendar, so I double-confirmed you are correct, and I was wrong. Well, that makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. Well, honestly, here's what the real truth of the matter is. I mishear so much crap, and I, <laughs> well, part of it is my dyslexic brain. My brain goes, like, I still say shit all the time, like, uh, uh, did you watch Fargo last, the finale of Fargo, mm-hmm. Dad? Dad's like, yeah, it was really good. Well, wait, wait a minute, though. What time does it start again? I was like, oh, it starts 11 to 10. And I don't in my brain though I'm mm-hmm. thinking it's ten to eleven. Right. So it would not surprise me if I would have said Saturday in my mind. It's like tell Jimmy and Nathan and John Saturday, uh, July twenty sixth, and then I and my brain types out goes Friday. <laughs> it would not surprise me. It happens with my girlfriend all the time. You what what are we doing today? I already told you four times. I, I'm sorry. I'm not really. I I, 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 I didn't I, I mean am to listening. cheat on you, honey. With her, I thought she was you. I just got confused. Well, she is your clone. I got a little. You know, what is Orphan Black based on your girlfriend? It is totally. Ah, uh, Orphan. Yeah. Did you watch Orphan Black season two? Oh my goodness! Did you watch season one? Why have you not been watching that show, dude? I don't have time to watch the shows I'm watching now. I still I haven't watched the last four episodes of Louie. Okay, now Louie was quite good. Like Pamela, I haven't watched the Pamela. I, I didn't watch the last episode of, of mm-hmm. Elevator. Yeah, and 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 then Pam one, and then the big hour and a half weird thing, and then Pam two and three. I heard that it did tie into the last half of Pamela, though. Yeah, I mean the whole thing fit together wonderful. By weird, I did not mean to insult it. It's just like no, right? But it just it's feels- out of the sink a little bit. Um, this was just a really interesting season of Louie. Really yeah. interesting. I wasn't sure if I liked it at first. The way the stories kept going on, which isn't what I'm used to from him, but he just does it so freaking well. I, I that's see, I love that show. Like, oh no, it's fantastic. I, uh, I agree. I, I just find it, but but you need to watch Orphan Black because Tatiana Maslany. I heard she's amazing, and I don't doubt she that plays at all. like nine different characters. And what's awesome is when she's one character pretending to be another character, and she finds the subtle way to blend the two characters. And she does it amazingly. And the big reveal at the end of season two is, spoiler alert, there are male clones as well. There's a line of male clones. So now an actor who had been in a bunch of season two is going to have to play multiple roles next year as well, alongside her. 
Wow. Because I did say there's apparently one of the big things from the finale was a dance party. <laughs> they had four clones dancing in one scene together with her um, a foster brother, like moving back in between them, like interacting with all of them. They said it took them two full days to film that scene. And I will say, though, it was the one scene in two years on that show where you could tell it was CGI, CGI together. Like, normally, you can't tell. They do such a good job. But you have the four, like, moving through each other so much and having to interact with one actor that's moving between them. I just feel like they're, they just probably did not have the budget or the technology to make it look seamless. But other than that one scene, the rest of the show has always been seamless. And there have been many a scene where you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe they got that seamless because it's just amazing. So that was my one disappointment with the dance party. But on the other hand, seeing the four of them like dance together was pretty cool. But like so, yeah, so I understand what you mean, though, because I remember there are times when like if you watch Multiplicity, Grant, this is older technology. Right. But Multiplicity would show two Mm -hmm. Michael Keenan's on screen. And it would be okay. Yeah. But the moment you get all four on there or three on there, mm-hmm. it starts looking a little CGI. Like well, you they tell- do. They do plenty of scenes with three clones in a scene and it's fine. Oh, no, yeah. But, but they don't usually like crossing so some are behind the others like constantly as they're moving energetically. Right. Like they stage the scenes in such a way that they can do it. And this was very ambitious. And actually, I guess this scene was pitched at the beginning of the season and it took a lot of planning and coming together to make it work, but they really wanted to do it. Awesome. I, uh, if you have a hot girl who has clones, well, she is just an amazing actress. I can't believe that's the same actress playing all these parts. She is so good. I was so mad. The Emmy snubbed her last year. I felt she was, she wasn't a even nominated, people, a lot of people, but she won the critics choice last year. And I think she just won the critics choice again. So if the Emmys don't recognize her this year, there's crime. it's huge crime well i i told a coworker of mine uh that if billy bob thorne doesn't get nominated for that's a huge crime if he Malvo doesn't because yeah fucking creepy i good. think he's got a good shot at winning to be honest now I, and i think uh molly yes Salverson. I, I uh allison what's her name uh, allison something yeah she has a a good shot i think she'll definitely get nominated I think she's got a, a decent shot at a win, too. Well, I heard rumblings that that the show might actually get picked up next year. Yeah. Which but I, it would be different actors, different characters. Okay. Because, see, I heard rumblings that they're going to bring Lester back. Like, even if it's a cameo. And I'm like, to me, I that thought he died. Well, I thought he died. Real, yeah, he did. I thought so, too. Um, but it could be a different time. Maybe it takes place concurrently or previously or whatever. No, the whole plan from the beginning, they stated right out of the bat that was if it would go to series, it would be anthology. It would every season would be their own Not set of like, characters. Uh, and uh, well, because, American Horror Story. Well, you're right, and they could reuse actors, but not necessarily characters. And the reason for that is, and this was a very good reason, is they wanted it to be true life crime. That's the style. Even though every episode opens with this is based on true story, you know it's not, right? Right. That was the thing with the movie is nobody had the internet and could fact check them. And the movie wasn't based on true story either. But they put it there because... There's only one thing that was based on truth, which is someone got put through a witch. Right. But they, they thought the style of the story they told lended itself well to claiming it's a true story. And then the ending credits, it does say that it's fiction. If you sit through the ending credits. Sure. Uh, And the show decided to maintain that 
stylistically, even though it's not true. And uh, they said that to maintain that illusion of trueness, you couldn't have Molly and Gus go and solve another crime every year. So that's why it would have to be anthology instead of a continuation. Well, here, here's something else to throw it out there, right? Have you seen The Lady Killers? Yeah, I love that movie. I do too. Don't you think that they could maybe uh, – I'm not saying this is what they need to do. Or mm-hmm. if they did this, I would be super happy. I'm just saying – because the Coens do have a very unique but weird fucking sick twisted mm-hmm. sense of humor. But it's not. So don't you think they could also do – like by doing – Well, the Coens just consulted on the TV Fargo. No, right. But, but why there was no? one guy wrote all ten episodes. Yeah, and Matt Nathanson or whatever. No, not Matt Nathanson. That's a writer, but I can't remember the guy's name. But he wrote all ten. That's amazing on TV today. Yeah, I mean, for one person to write all that. I I also like to big, throw a big shout out to to Clean Peel because they were fantastic. They were, but I thought they. I thought when they when it came out, they were going to be in Fargo. I mm-hmm. thought it was like a flash in the pan cameo. Like so, no, that one no, episode. No. That's all you saw of them. They came back they next four. episode. No, right. I was like, well done. Yeah, it had been announced what they were announced that they were going to do four. But I thought they would be completely just goofy because that's who they are. Yeah, me too. And they didn't. They had, I mean, true, they were disposable temporary characters like other characters have been earlier in the season. But they did a lot with what they were given, and it oh, was yeah. very effective. Uh, were you, okay, now, mm-hmm. I was disappointed in the finale. Really? But I wasn't. And what I mean by that was, I look at that finale, and that was the perfect end to that whole story that had been sent up that far. Mm-hmm. And this is really more of a complaint against expectations, mm-hmm. which is, I was expecting a wood chipper. Ah, I was not disappointed for the lack of wood chipper. I really wasn't now, expecting at the end it. Of the, no, at the end of the day, though, like, did it bother me? Mm-hmm. Not really, but for a second there, I was like... I want to see someone get the wood chipper. And, and I thought they might toss it in as an homage, but I by no means went in thinking they had to have it. No, right. Me so either. I wasn't disappointed they didn't have it. Well, I think to, I think the more surprising thing was the, when they did the fast cut, fast forward. The That was the penultimate episode, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, where they jumped a year. It was, but I liked it. I, I, right. oh, I, I know I got to too. see Gus and Molly happy. Some people were complaining that it didn't seem like there was a point to it. And I said, no, no, it reset us. And we got to see them happy. And I was going to be so mad because there was a minute where it looked like her dad was going to die. And there was a couple of minutes where it looked like Gus was going to die. For instance, right before they did the time jump, when Gus is sitting in the car oh, yeah. in the pants. And the whole time I'm going, look, I understand why you would kill off Gus or Molly or her father, one of the central family. But please don't. I want them to survive intact, the four-member family unit. Yeah. And it did. And I was actually kind of surprised by it. And had I been writing it, I would have been really tempted to kill somebody in the family. So I, I could see. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, but there was just something so nice about having them get their happy ending while Lester and Malvo went down. I I'll, I kind of wanted Lester to get arrested, though. I feel like dying that like that was a little too easy for him. Malvo... I felt like it was okay oh, because yeah. he had a code and he wasn't a, he never pretended to be anything he wasn't really. I mean, you can argue there were scenes where he played a character, but oh, Malvo is who he is. Lester was to, in my mind worse because he tried to pretend he was this good, wholesome person who didn't care about shit. And so I felt like he deserved punishment, not just death. Right. And I, okay. I guess the other thing I felt, I thought was a little, 
bothered me. I guess it sort of bothered me, but not really. It was one of the things when I was watching, I was like, really? Okay. Because the op- episode opens up with the, with the sea. Mm-hmm. What, what is it? The, um, oh. Sea do or whatever? No, the, no, snow plow? No, snow plow. Snow, 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 snow. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, you know, we know what you mean. Yeah, so. Snowmobile. Snowmobile, thank you. So, so there's a snowmobile on its side, and then you see the, the thing. I, I hate mean, when they start with the end. Sometimes so overdone. In, in that case, I did not care. For, or in that case, I did not care for it because no, I didn't either. The moment that he, I saw him on that, I was like, "Well, I know what happens to Lester now." Oh, I just assumed it was Lester. To be honest, right from the start. Yeah, I thought it'd been really cool if it was maybe Lester and Malvo, or just Lester. Oh no, I just assumed it would be Lester. I, I it made me mad though because I thought it would have been more fitting for Lester that he got much closer to safety. Mm-hmm. And then the ice cracked and fall. Yeah, that would be cool. Because I got at that point, I was like, because wouldn't that be fitting for him? Is that for someone who's been on thin ice for so fucking long? I didn't even think about that. That, that he was on thin ice and fell through. I didn't think about the metaphorical right, now, see, nature I, of his ending. And I got that. And I thought that was really cool. That's but, nice. But I thought that for someone who did get away with it almost. Yeah. And then right before he gets to freedom, then it, you know, then the, the thin ice breaks, like yeah. in his case, twice because then he dies, mm-hmm. supposedly. Um, I'm, I'm going to say that he did. He died. He did. So, but this I thought, is real life crime, like right. supposed to be true to life. So for him Someone to survive that would be like almost supernatural. Well, that would. No, I know. Yeah. So going by the rules of the universe they established, he's dead. Yeah. It's not open for debate. Well, but, but going by the rules of the established universe. Hollywood. You know what? Money and, and ratings play a huge Well, that's of. true. They could bring him back at some point. I don't think they will. I don't think I they hope should. They don't. No. Because um, I feel like it would be a cheat because I feel like because of what they established, it's not. Oh, a I agree. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Uh, but I, I really felt like if he could have just got up like so close mm-hmm. to the end and he's like. Bob Odenkirk nailed that role. He did. And you know what? There was nothing. One of the most satisfying scenes in the entire series mm-hmm. was. Even his arc, where at the very end he's like, "I don't really feel like life is good anymore. Like, you know, I don't know what to feel. Like, yeah. I just know that this—I'm not cut out for this, but you are." And, and I was like, "I love that he admitted he was wrong and promoted her." But yeah, the way he stepped down and the way he was disillusioned, right? Because it's a very real thing. Because he—it's raw, right? You feel bad for him. He oh. wasn't just being sticking his head in the sand to be a douche. That was how he believed the world worked. Right, he did not think Lester, right. meek little Lester, would right. do something that. Do you hear the news about Better Call Saul? They got pushed back, but they also got season two. Yeah, they haven't even. I mean, they just started production of season one, and they've already picked up a second season. That's dangerous stuff, man. No, that tells you AMC got to look at the scripts and said, "Oh my god, this is another great." I don't know. See, okay, look. A lot of people get that, and then it doesn't work. I I understand. I am trepidatious, trepidatious because I know that the guys. I have I have been from the onset of that announcement, but that gave me a sign that oh good, this is going to be really. good. I hope so because uh, I really enjoy Breaking Bad. There, I enjoyed it all the way through. Well, for okay, <laughs> let me restate this. At the end, for me was. I watched uh, the very first episode of the last half of season six, and then I went back on Netflix and watched all of them. Mm-hmm. Well, almost all of them. I then was just like, I got to finish watching this. I'm not going to catch up in time. And yeah. So for me, it was the last half of the show mm-hmm. when I saw most of the show. And I, I loved it a lot. Well, Breaking Bad, they knew how to end the show. They really satisfied 
Uh, Damon Lindelof wrote a, who did Lost, of course, which was a very polarizing ending. Did a really great article about the ending of Breaking Bad. You know, he quit. He quit Twitter. No, I did not. He quit Twitter. He quit I follow Twitter. him, but I don't pay attention that much. Well, I haven't heard from him in a while because usually mm-hmm. I saw something in my timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he quit. His new show looks really good. I've seen the pilot. Oh, you have? It's gonna piss a lot of people off. They are going to. I feel like they need to start right from the beginning. There should be words on the screen to let you know ahead of time that the giant mystery at the center of this, they have no plans to address or answer it in any way, shape, or form over the course of the series. Okay. Because I feel like people are going to tune in and everybody's going to be like, what happened? I want this explained. I already know what happened. It was the rapture. No, that's... No, it's not. Well, okay. Here's the thing. A lot of people believe it's the rapture. A lot of people don't believe it's the rapture. The reason we get this mixed bag is the people that disappeared, and it was 2% of the world's population, so 98% are still there. Only 2% disappeared. But the people that disappeared were a varied bunch. Like, there's a priest, played by Christopher Eccleston, Doctor Who, um, who rails on about this guy who beat his wife, and he was one of the ones that disappeared. And on the news programs, they're discussing some of the celebrities that disappeared, like J-Lo and stuff. And they said, I get why Pope Benedict disappeared, but Gary Busey? And so there, you're left with, okay, so it's if it was the rapture, it's not the rapture as we think of it. It wasn't everybody that believed in Christ went away. It was 2% of the world's population disappeared in a blink of an eye. But why that 2%? What's special about them? And the story starts three years later. The opening scene is the disappearance, and then three years later, and the whole point of the story is, and I was uh, reading an interview that they sent me with the screener, with um, the author of the book, who also is helping Damon write the show. He wrote a couple episodes, and he said the whole point is, in life, you don't get all of your questions answered. You don't find out. You know, a disaster can happen, and you may never know what caused it, but that's something that mankind can't deal with emotionally and mentally. So we come up with an explanation for everything or we shove it aside and don't think about it. Religion was born because we had things we could not answer. And that was our attempt to craft an explanation for it because we can't stand and not have things answered. And his point of the story was to make you confront that feeling because all of the characters are forced to confront in a big way. What are you going to do when you have something that can't be explained? So some of them are in a cult. Some of them think that it, are birthing a new religion where they, some people think it was the rapture and now they're trying to be pious. Other people think there was no point to it. Um, you know, mothers will leave their families behind because of these beliefs. And it's all about this tenuous trying to find your way through this new world. And they have no intention of telling you why those people left or what happened. That's not in the makeup of the show. And that's going to piss so many people off. And if you can't go into that saying, I understand what they're doing and I can put that aside and not think about it, which is against every being of human nature, you, you're not going to like the show. So did you like the show? I haven't decided yet because it's very well made. Mm-hmm. Got some great actors. Yeah. Amy Brenneman, Justin Theroux, yeah. Christopher Eccleston. Um, I'm trying to think who else there were some other Liv Tyler. Uh, but I also am one of those people that wants to figure things out and it's so against nature to accept that we're never going to have an answer to the, the major question at the center. Okay. Because one of the things that I, 
I, I, because he, this has been a pet project for Lindelof's for a while. Yeah. So I'm. I downloaded the ebook. I'm reading it on vacation. Are, are you? Oh yeah. Okay. How are you? Do you start it yet or no? No, but I, I'm going on vacation in a couple of weeks, and I figure that's my vacation book this week because I just have to see what his, what it was all about. I don't know. I just need to find out because Lindelof. Whoops, sorry, Lindelof said that one of the things that he is is he doesn't believe in religion, but he believes in a spiritual higher thing. Mm-hmm. And he was really drawn to this book for that purpose. Mm-hmm. And he wants to tell that spiritual story. And a lot of people are like, oh, so it's the rapture. He's like, it is, but it isn't. Right. But it's not. But right. it is. I really can't, it's really hard for me to describe it. Mm-hmm. And Because and, you can't. And, and that's all he would yeah. say about it. So and I am fascinated. Why. So I am fascinated about how that will slowly start to, will it, I, I don't know. Because, see, here's the thing. HBO is hands off, mm-hmm. but then they're not. Right. So I am curious if, if the well, show goes on past season one or if the executives uh, will at some point go, look, mm-hmm. we know the show can be successful if it's because it's, it's not yet. You need to fix the, the, the core problem, which mm-hmm. is you need to answer the mystery. Yeah, which that, I hope but that don't. would fly in the face of what it's about. No, I know. I know. No, no, I know. Right. This is why I'm saying I, I'm a little nervous And I because... feel like when they sold it to HBO, that had to have been part of the discussion. Oh, I'm sure HBO was just And like... I bet Damon Lindelof was like, give me that project because there's no way I can fuck up the ending. <laughs> You say that now. Hey, I'm a fan of the ending of Lost. Oh, no, I think too. he did a great job. I, I think he did a fantastic but, job. But no, I, you know, he can't, he doesn't have to worry about people being unsatisfied about answering the mystery because he's already said he's not going to answer the mystery. I've not seen any interviews where he said that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think it was the book's author that said that. But anyway, you slice it. It's, they had an interview with him and they had an interview with the book's author, Lindelof, and the, that they sent with it. They sent a big, thick, thick packet of papers with it. And they said episodes one, two, three, and five. Probably something huge happened in four. They well, they said it. that uh, the first three were kind of one type of episode, and the fifth one was a very big episode, and they wanted you to see like somewhat where the story was going, and they have would send episode four soon. No, I only watched the first one. one. I'm busy. but I would have never guessed <laughs> I still have only seen a few of the fall pilots, and I've got that's my that's my fault. I need to, not all your fault. I could start watching some. I know, but I need to. I've been watching so many premieres this week. Anyway, Tyrant was good. Was it really? I, I really. I actually liked wanted it. to see that. And a lot of people are pissed because they don't they didn't cast a Middle Eastern guy for the lead, which I understand the anger of that. But it's still, I think, a solid show for FX. Mm-hmm. Um, did the uh, it hasn't premiered yet, and I haven't, and I haven't watched it. I know Morgan's dying to watch it. We're going to probably pop it in this weekend. Uh, Girl Meets World premieres tomorrow. I was not able to get a screener copy of that. ABC did not put it on their press site. Um, but I've been watching season one of Boy Meets World this week, and man, it was cheesy. So charming, but cheesy. And I'm like, Girl Meets World's going to be the same. Uh, Mystery Girls premiered this week, which was a, another blast in the past. It's Tori Spelling and Jenny Garth. One of the worst pilots I've seen in a long time. Wow. And I believe they actually aired episode three this week instead of the pilot. I didn't watch it, but I don't care. Yeah. That's, um, that's pretty funny because I thought Back in the Game was one of the worst pilots I've ever seen. Back so, in the Game, I agree. It was awful. Because and it was so sad because I really liked, uh, what's her name? Uh, it's uh, the girl from Psych you're oh, talking yeah. about. Um, yeah, I love shit. her and James Conn. Yeah, and I do too. broke my heart because I was like, she deserves Ooh. so much better. Wilford's back tonight for its final season. I don't have FXX. If you have FX, you should have FXX. What channel is it for here? 
It's time. You have Time Warner. Yeah. You have it. Yeah, it's HD. No, when I search for an HD, I oh. cannot find it. Um, I'm still in the Insight lineup. I haven't been switched over to the Time Warner oh, lineup, see, so I'm it would in, be a different number for me. I'm in the Time Warner. But if you have FX, you have FXX. Fucking A. You watch Covert Affairs yet? I did. Dark. Was it, well, was it good? I it forgot to tape it. New Direction with the show. Much darker than anything that's come before. I like it. I like where did, they're going. Who was the guy that they introduced last season? Is he back? The yeah, the black guy that was kind yeah. of t- yeah, he is now officially him. getting the promotion, and Joan has to go back to her old job. Uh, but the new main character, Nick Bishop, who was on um, oh Body of Proof with Dan Delaney, yeah, he is simultaneously a love interest for Annie because her and Augie are done. Um, I don't know that they're done permanently, but for well, now no, they're, yeah, done. they're done. Uh, and I feel like he might be the season's villain. Um, Peter goes to work for him in the first episode and he's also kind of trying to recruit Annie and part of me is like they should he should just recruit everybody and they leave the CIA to go work for him but the other part of me thinks he's behind some bad things he runs like a private security firm why is it everyone who runs this private okay because private security is horrible no, 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 no. Well, okay, the industry itself isn't, but you think like the Blackwater, the private military, the private army companies, right. those are horrible companies. No, right, but okay, there has to be another bad guy we have to fight that isn't private. Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. Henry was private security. He was yeah. before and he was when he got, got out of jail. Yeah. I, I'm just saying like, it, it's starting to feel like prison break. Okay, now Grant, mm-hmm. I want to preface this with, <laughs> I never did watch prison break. I but watched it all. I know you did. But I enjoyed to me, it. the... The, the general idea of that, mm-hmm. oh, wait, they're breaking out of prison again. Well, it was originally just supposed to be a miniseries. I know, I and know. And it, it know. never was as good as season one. Season one was oh, the best no, it ever course. was. Of course. But they did do different things with it, and there was an overarching, like, plot. And look, and look, it'll be it wasn't same. just going to different prisons and breaking out. I know, but at the end of the day, they were still breaking out of a prison um, or breaking they only, into a prison. They and- only broke in or out of prisons in three of the four seasons. Season two, they were just on the run. That was okay. See, I felt that was that's acceptable. To me. But then season three, they were in the like South American prison, so a bunch of the same guys. And then season four, they had to like break back into the prison and take down the big bad. Oh, but anyway, sorry. Back to Wilford because yeah. it's tonight. Sorry. It's a total mind fuck of a premiere. Total mind. You remember how last season ended? No, I didn't watch it. You didn't watch last season? No. Um, can I spoil a little bit for you? I know his dad showed up. His dad showed up and he tried to get him help and they tried to come to some understanding. And then when his dad went to tell him that he was going to take him someplace to get help, basically said, you need to come work for me. Or I'm going to put you away like your mother because so you need to change something. Um, his dad then fell down the stairs in Ryan's house and died. Season four. And then Ryan goes to his office, finds some mysterious paperwork, follows the trail and finds a statue of Wilford. Fallen in the woods. Like an old ancient statue of Wilford. Season four opens. And he's still at the statue. Sees three other Wilfords played by different actors. Who chase him till the real Wilford pulls him up into a barn loft. And then when they get cornered the real Wilford throws him out of the barn loft. Where Elijah Wood wakes up. And his dad's still alive. And he never found the statues. But then realizes his dreams are premonition and his dad is killed again in a different way. And he still finds the statue. Uh, it's such a mindfuck. 
such a mind fuck of an episode. And then episode two is just all him camping in the woods and bonding with Chris Klein. And it's probably Chris Klein's final episode on the series, I'm guessing. No, he doesn't die, but I think he's done. Uh, He's moving back to Wisconsin. Well, he was leaving her to move back, but the ending of episode two was she decided to go after it. So, I don't know. But there's only 10 episodes and then it's over forever. And I think especially from the, the the first episode was mindfuck and they've done that before. And then they tend to ignore that for eight weeks and then do something else for the finale. But episode two continued some of the themes from the first episode and some of the larger arcs. So I think this final season will build is building. I hope something. so. Because like, look, I, I, I love that the anarchy and we mm-hmm. talked about this before. I love the anarchy of the show. Yeah. But you need to either stick with are you going to. Do like the Bugs Bunny, uh, or in this case, Wilfred is actually making the show, mm-hmm. writing the show. Where are you going to have it be like, no, we really want to tell a sto- a serious story, but with some weird fucked up jokes in between. Well, even that way. even the camping trip is Ryan trying to follow up on the mystery and the file he found, oh, but Chris Klein tags along. Sure. So well, it's, right. that's, 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 that's good to me. This final season, I think, is going to spend every episode a little bit building towards, and they're bringing back the girlfriend. The girl oh, from the Smallville. One, the one that was crazy? Yeah. That, uh, what, she killed the guy, didn't she? I can't remember. She did something But really I saw in the press packet they sent, she's one of the no, people she listed. Kill she killed his boss. Yes, she did. Okay. Yeah, that's what it was. But she'll be bed in the final season. That's amazing. All right. Okay. I know you don't know. How do you think Wilfred's going to end? Mm. I, I don't know. Just take I a really guess. Don't. Take a stab. I'm bad at this. Doesn't matter, dude. I'm not gonna get it right either. So let's just let's just fail together. Mm. Uh, I, God damn it, I really don't know. The only thing I, I okay, there's possible two ways this is gonna go, mm-hmm. but I'm sticking with the. They're gonna be serious with. They're gonna have a real ending, which is Ryan is. Purgatory. He really did take drugs and killed himself. Mm, okay. And this is just sort of like a middle place for him until uh-huh. he realizes that he needs to go up or down. Right. Or uh or he is mentally he is mentally I lean towards the latter because that grounds some of the episodes in reality, like his mom was. Right. Um I I would be more satisfied with something like that, I think, than to find out this whole thing was from that pills from the first episode. Well, or or here's the third option, which I doubt they're probably going to do, which is he is insane, but also his insanity. It's kind of like the tumor in Eli Stone, which is the, it's a guardian angel kind of thing, which is mm-hmm. Wilford is sort of looking out for him, but in a really weird, fucked up way. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, that's, that's all. No. It, and the beauty is none of us are going to know. Probably not. I mean, because if, say if they take a kernel of all those truths, mm-hmm. and that's part of the ending, we're still not even close to how it really fits. It's not like I called it that one time. I got lucky on Truth that one time. <laughs> I, I, I got lucky. I was watching. You know how, how bad I am at predicting? I don't even try because I'm always terrible at it. Yeah. I was watching. We finally finished last season of Homeland recently. I know it finished airing like forever ago. And when Brody went into the meeting with the one guy and they're like arguing from his desk, as soon as the scene started, I spotted a paperweight on the desk and said, this scene is going to end with Brody picking up that paperweight and killing the guy in the head with it. 
And he did. And I was like, fuck yeah, I actually predicted something right. It was just the way they had framed that first shot where the, you could see the weight in the foreground and they were behind very it. Obvious that you're scary. like, ah, I know where they're going with this. No. Oh, it's so. Like, oh, poor Jennifer Lawrence. Well, what, it, uh, she's being interviewed by somebody. You know, I heard about this, but I didn't see the clip. Oh my god, it's so heartbreaking. Or she's mad about spoilers. Well, the thing is, the guy Adrian Brody is like right there, mm-hmm. and the one girl drags her over, and yeah, she goes, mm-hmm. "How do you feel that uh that 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 he, Jennifer Brody got killed uh, last season?" She's like, "I just fucking told you mm-hmm. that I only seen the first two seasons." Yeah, I don't believe you did that. Like, and she like turns around and mm-hmm. like she sort of had like a weird, weirdly like epic fail geek moment. Like, uh-huh. right? I love Jennifer Lawrence. I would. She's on my list. Now. <laughs> I I told my girlfriend. Uh, yeah, her. Uh, she's on my list. Her and Tina Fey. Mm. I don't know what it is about Tina Fey. Mm. My wife agreed that if we ever came across um, Yagret from Game of Thrones, that we could have a threesome with her. Jon Snow's love. Yeah. Wow. That's all you know, Jon Snow. <laughs> you know nothing, Jon Snow. No. That was... Oh okay, oh, okay. Okay, so Caitlin Stark is on 24 this season. Yes. Have you been following this at all? I don't... I, I know she's in it, but I don't like 24. Oh, my God. It's well, not, well it's, it's not my thing. I liked 24 when it was on a lot. Um, right, no, I remember. But... Yeah. In the meantime, I, I you know, I didn't watch much TV till about 2005 or so. So I'm still in the first decade of my TV love. And I feel uh, it's been off the air for four years. And I feel like in those last four years, which is almost half of my TV thing, I've discovered so much higher quality stuff that when you go back to 24, you realize how like formulaic and ridiculous it is but it still gives you that adrenaline rush and i feel like i'm an adrenaline junkie getting my fix when i watch it so i still enjoy it but at this point i realize it's not high quality enjoyment it's popcorn enjoyment yeah uh but caitlin stark is the terrorist this season was was until jack bauer threw her out out the window window. (laughs) i heard about that i heard about that and i thought the president was blown up last week and then it was all faked and man it's been a hell of a season it's been so good like entertaining yeah Uh, because i heard like her son died and she got really mad and he's like apparently he like he just grabs her and throws her then he's just sit there and he's like what are you doing the missile's coming right for us he's like Okay, and he just throws her out the oh, window. Oh, the missile's not coming for them, but she misguides the missile. Or he misguides the missile so it doesn't hit the train station. Okay. And she's like, all these hundreds of people have died because of you. And he just grabs her and throws her. And I'm like, there is no reason for Jack to do that. He should be arresting her and bringing her to justice. And yet, I'm like, yes. And then Yvonne Shirovsky runs in and whatever. But She's all like, who understands No, nah, they sing her up to be like... There's been rumors that they might continue the next season 24 with her instead of Jack. She's like the female Jack, which they've done before and then killed him off. But I like, well, I like Yvonne Shabinsky. She's honestly the third character that they've brought in the show that could replace Jack if any was going to be replaced. But the first two they've set up, one was his son-in-law that his daughter married. I can't remember the actor, but it's somebody famous. And the second one was uh, Annie Wershing. And both of them were killed off after like two seasons each. And so I'm like, they just don't want to replace Jack. But I love Jack Bauer. And I, I they really seem like the story came to an end this week, but they still have three hours left. And then they kind of picked up something else to go on. But they haven't done any time jumps yet. Because they said this 12 hours would take place over 24 hours. 
we're nine hours in and it's taken place over nine hours. There haven't been any jumps. Oh, wow. So some people think there's going to be like a big 24, like a 12 hour jump coming up, like right before the end or something. But looking at the preview for next week, I don't think there'll be a time jump between now and next week either between nine and 10. It'll do a Fargo jump at the last minute. No, I just, I enjoy 24 and I love Caitlin's. Oh, they were interviewing Caitlin Stark and they were like, which death was better, you know, Game of Thrones or 24? And she's like, I just love being a part of both of them. And then they're like, now, was that your body laying on the ground after he threw you out the window? And she's like, yeah. And they're like, really? Because it was a wide angle shot. So they didn't need you. And she's like, yeah, it was a stunt double that fell out the window. She's like, but then I laid on the ground and I was happy to do it. And I'm like, okay. Did you hear that? And she did say that she wasn't sure if they asked her if she'd even play Lady Stoneheart. Well, no, the rumor is now that her character might not even, that character might not even be in it. Well, yeah, the creators of the show, the people around the show said they didn't see any way to fit her in that felt right for the season and they didn't have any plans to do it in the future. And so they were asking her in this interview if she'd do it if she was asked. And she was like, I don't know. I'm like, you say yes. You say it would be an honor, whatever they feel is best. But if they want me, I'm available. You don't say, I don't know if I'd do it. Because she even said she watched the season and really enjoyed it. So why would you not say? Well, maybe, maybe she didn't. Okay, maybe Game of Thrones was it was what it was. It was she she got a good you know good friend or Mm -hmm. work friends or whatever. But maybe she didn't love the experience. Yes, she was happy to be a part of the experience, Mm -hmm. but maybe it just wasn't something she wants to be. And also, maybe she also knows that Lane Stoneheart has a lot of makeup. That's true. A lot of things to go through. That's true. And. Maybe it's but still. Oh, I think you. I from what I read and heard about it, mm-hmm. I it's one of the few things I've been looking forward to. I was disappointed with uh, Ty, uh, Tywin's death. Really, I was, but I wasn't. That was pretty close to how it happened in the book. Well, so, okay. I actually, this season has departed from the books more than any other by far. I, I the way that I've I've heard read, and someone actually let me read the the sequence, which is mm-hmm. where. Well, you know how Martin is. He's very graphic and everything, mm-hmm. but that he calls him a little shit. Mm-hmm. And then when he shoots the arrow in him and then he does finally die, his bowels yeah. evacuate. Because he was on the toilet. No, right. right. But Knowing I... Knowing you die. But they... I, and look, I don't want to see shit. Right. But like... You liked the poetic justice of him calling him a shit and then him shitting? I, yes, I did. <laughs> I really did, and I was looking forward to it. No, it, it's the expectation. That was so unimportant to me. No, like, well, it was to I, me because I, I guess it was because apparently for for Tyrion, though, or uh, they changed Tyrion's motivations going into the killing, which made sense for the TV version of. Tyrion. And I was fine with that. And and the Hound and Brienne never met up in the books like that. That whole battle, I was just like, oh my god, I'm not a hundred percent sure what's going to happen because. Even though I know the Hound dies about this point in the series and Brienne's story continues, they uh, they didn't meet in the book and they kill they've killed a couple characters. Well, it's rumored that the Hound. There are rumors that he survived. Those rumors have been okay. It took a full book before the rumors were really put to rest. In a way, I mean, it's not like you ever go and see the Hound's body, but the Hound died in like book three, and we're through book five. And it seems pretty clear to me that the Hound's dead. Like, they basically... I, for a while, people think he's alive because there's somebody else running around in his helmet, the Hound's helmet, which is very distinctive. 
And then they finally like have a scene where they catch up to the guy and he's like, yeah, I took it off a dead body. It wasn't the hound that thrown around in the helmet. The hound didn't have a helmet though in the show. Yeah, he did. We just rarely saw it. We saw it like in the early seasons more. It looked like a hound face. No, no, no. But I'm talking about when when he was. When he died, he wasn't wearing it. But I think that's just because they show the actor's face. Uh, Rory McCann did a really good job. That was very, uh, very... That's a TV it's thing. Like, uh, it's a TV thing. No, it is. You know? it's, it's why do you think uh, Tommy McGuire always took his mask off in Spider-Man? It's because the, yeah. the executives want people to see and, that they paid for Tobey Maguire. And why do you think the mountain, the hound's brother, almost never took his mask off? It's because they recast him four times and they didn't want you to realize that. Yeah, I think they only took it off like once in the first season. Right, yeah, it, jousting tournament. The only time we really saw him much without the mask was this season when they cast the fourth actor to play the part, and he actually had his battle to the death. Right, but um, and he doesn't really necessarily die either. He, he yeah, he's he, dead. He's undead. No, he's dying. He's poisoned, so it's a no, slow death. No, no, but I, I thought he was uh, in the books. He is the mysterious. No, he's knight. dead. No, he's. The no, mountain. he's dead, but he's undead. He's kind of like Stoneheart. No, no, the mountain's dead, dead after the poison. Because the wikis and everything don't no, say that at all. Wikis probably listen to rumors because people edit them. But having read all five books, no, that he's thing dead, that dead. he does mm-hmm. that the one guy, the one ma- magister does, uh-huh. infects him. He he is dead, but he's like Lady Stoneheart. He's like a servant of like. It's his, I never got that from the book at all. It's like a, he, it was always there's a knight that has mystical capabilities or something. Not, not capabilities, but he's of mystic origin. No one, you never see him, the knight take his mask off. And he said technically that's McGregor, or whatever the fuck his name is. No. I don't even remember that at all. I read him last fall, so it hasn't been that long. But I don't. I I was under the impression the mountain was dead. Dead. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's dead. Yeah, because that was one of the things I was like, well, how are they going to fucking do that? I think at this point in the books, they also branch out to a lot of extra characters we haven't met yet. Down in the south where Joffrey's sister is and uh, all the Greyjoys and their struggle for power. And I get the impression the show's going to ignore all of that and not add all of those extra characters in. Well, right. What surprised me about the Game of Thrones finale the most, though, was Jojen's death because Jojen's still alive in the books. After book five. Who is it? Jojen, the boy that traveled with Bran that could have the visions. Yeah. In book five, where the series has been published up to, he's still alive. And they killed him in the season finale. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have any story or plot of note after this. So it's not, and I don't think he will based on how his character's been. So I don't think it hurts them to kill him, but he's still alive in the books. So they've really started to depart. Anyway, did you watch Dominion on sci-fi? I did not. It was pretty good. Angels and stuff, good special effects. I never saw Legion, but I guess it's set 25 years later. It's a continuation of that story. Uh, 2010 movie with Paul Bettany. Oh, it's a sequel to that? Yeah. I Am Legion? Yeah. It's just called Legion. Legion. It's uh, set 25 years later. The little baby that's like important in that movie is now grown up, and he's coming of age, and he's going to learn... That he's a chosen one and stuff. And it's got Anthony Stewart Head from Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Alan Dale from Lost. And I wonder, though, if they're going to have the guy. Other, remember the mercenaries uh, in Lost? I haven't seen Legion. Oh, Lost. Yeah, I don't. Well, no, no. The, okay. Paul Bettany, you mm-hmm. point out that the whole charge is being so um, 
Paul Bettany is. I might get this up, but I have a fifty-fifty. Michael or Gabriel? Right. I thought it's Gabriel is Paul Bettany, and Michael is the in the movie. It's the the uh, the leader of the mercenaries. He mm-hmm. looks like Ed from Bare Naked Ladies. Mm-hmm. That's that's the guy who plays the other angel in Legion. Plays either Michael or whoever the other one is, and he and they have this whole argument, which is, uh, why did you abandon God's command to kill every kill the earth? He's like, mm-hmm. because I still feel that this boy is the is the chosen right. one. That God, if God created a chosen one, why is God trying to kill the Michael's chosen one? the good one, Gabriel's the bad, bad one. one? Okay, yeah, um, yeah, no, and this is like the world's kind of rebuilt itself, but now Gabriel's back and is ready for attack and revenge and stuff. And they brought in the character of Jeep, who I guess was in the movies briefly in the first episode of the show. But it's different actors. None of the movie actors are in it, but some of the same characters are. Oh, uh, the mountain is the character of Sir Robert Strong. Really? Mm-hmm, because they take the skull mm-hmm. and something that the magister did to him while trying to cure the poison. Remember, he's mm-hmm. like, are you sure you want me to do this? And Sir Maester. Like, mm-hmm. Sure. Apparently, they take that skull and do something. And Sir Robert Gregor, he apparently never takes his mask off. And it's because technically it's just floating skull of really yeah it's hmm. okay i one of oh, our, I, I just know i okay. wasn't fucking making that up no one okay. of our friends has a theory that daenerys Jon snow and Tyrion are all the three um heirs to the targaryen throne and they were separated Who's the third birth. one Tyrion, Jon snow and daenerys that they have this theory that ned stark took Jon snow away to hide him in the north that he really didn't cheat on his wife. Oh, I believe that. And that Tyrion was hidden with the Lannisters because they were a family of power, and they just, you know, Tywin never treated him like a son because he wasn't his son, and that they're actually all siblings, and they're the three that are going to ride the dragons at the end. I don't know. That was a... Somebody was telling me about that theory at dinner. But what about the the supposed prefect? Tyrion? During childbirth? He could, his mother could have been pregnant by a Targaryen, not by Tywin. Like half-brother, yeah. I don't know. That's just one theory. I I honestly have no idea. I don't like the the, the Tyrion thing. I I agree with that. Jon Snow seems like a really logical leap, though. No, 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 I agree with that. That's why why the Tyrion thing But who would be the third one? See, the reason I think they center on Tyrion is because there's only, like, eight or nine characters that are really central in those books. And he's one of them. You know, there yeah. are like, I mean the show, there are so many main characters, but the book's only told from the perspective of a small handful of characters. And it just bounces around between them. Well, she, okay. Like all the Stark children have their own chapters, Bran and Sansa and Arya and Jon Snow, um, Jamie Lannister and Cersei Lannister and Tyrion all have their own chapters. Although Cersei's didn't come till late in the series. And Jamie's didn't come right away. At first it was just Tyrion, but they added Jamie and Cersei later. Brienne gets her own chapters. She's very, very important, which I don't think the show has really shown just how central she is yet. And Daenerys gets her own chapters. And um, the knight that serves Stannis, the Onion Knight, uh, what's his name? I can't remember. But he, yeah, gets... he learns to read. Right. No, yeah. I like him a lot. Oh, yeah, he gets his own chapters. But that's pretty much it. And even when they tell, like, oh, and Theon, the young Greyjoy. Um, even when they tell, like, the battle Eek. for the Greyjoys' struggle for power with all the different characters and the stories in the South, 
where Joffrey and Tom and sister is with all those different characters. Yeah. When they do those stories, the characters whose perspective it is only ever get that one chapter. And then the next time it comes around to that part of the story, it's a different character getting the perspective. And they're not even usually their name on the chapter. It'll be like the disgraced knight or something. And it will be told from his perspective. So there's like eight or nine really important central characters. And then there's all these superfluous supporting people. And in the show, some of the supporting people really seem more central. And some of the main characters have kind of been pushed to the sides a little bit, especially Brienne, I think, at this well, point. Brienne, Brienne of Tarso, she has blonde hair. Right? Yeah. Can she be? I suppose. I suppose. That would, that, that would fit with Daenerys's. And her strong female. I don't know. I guess so. Uh, you know, I, 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 the thing is, I don't know a lot about Brienne in terms of her, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the other ones I, I know a little bit more about, and even yeah. when I've read, uh, but they actually have like on iBooks for the first game of the first two books for free. Cool. And I, I, I've, uh, when I get paid next, I am going to buy them both because it's like eight, nine bucks, ten bucks for mm-hmm. two books. Yeah. Digitally. Which is I pay, I didn't pay that much for the first four. I got one file that was the first four books that, I want to think, I think I paid like six bucks on the Amazon store. It was real cheap. But I did buy hardbacks of the first five. I just prefer to read it on my phone. Like, I have the hardbacks for my shelf, and then I get the digital I'm getting my to phone. this weird thing where if I really am into the book, mm-hmm. I, will, I will try reading it digitally. But if I ever start to get a little waver, then mm-hmm. I, it might be time for me to use the hardback. That's really? why. Well, I've, if you notice, like all my books, yeah. almost none of them are paperback because I... I don't know. I feel like I'm breaking the book, and then that's all I become obsessed mm. with. So if the story isn't grabbing hold of me, I worry more about the book than the actual story within the book. So, but with the hardback, though, it feels like I'm reading. I don't know. It's really weird. I, I like having all the books, but I really love reading from my phone because I have five minutes in the bathroom. I pull it out and I read a chapter. You know, well, I do that too. I, I yeah. do that with the Jim Henson book. Mm. I would do that. I would just pull it up. And, which, by the way, the last two hundred pages, man. Just yes, and I mean, gut wrenchingly sad. Well, because because it's like you know what's coming, mm-hmm. and and then like I went down the YouTube rabbit hole, which you should never do. Which <laughs> is uh, there's a clip of the last appearance of Jim Henson where he passed, which is he's on the Ball Show, mm-hmm. and apparently Jim wrote in his journal, like you know, very short speak, but he's like a bad performance. Mm. And whatever, and apparently he talked in great lengths to his wife, his son Brian, and that you know something. And Frank, Frank Oz, he's like, there's something off about my performance. Weird head cold I got. I don't really know, but uh, I'll be fine in a few months. Mm. And it's and like then, then it was like three weeks later, and then calls his wife coming. He's like, I you know what, I'm going to cancel my would Never cancel. Yeah, uh, and then he started coughing up blood, and then finally blood for like three hours and he's like i think it's time to go to the hospital no 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 right and you're just going oh my god and it was really heartbreaking too is because frank oz was in the hospital with him mm-hmm. and uh jerry nelson uh it's just it's really good and then there's that i posted that quote on facebook mm-hmm. um that apparently he wrote when he was doing labyrinth he wrote all his kids a note and apparently all of them Life is whatever. But, mm. Right, and I'm just going, fucking shit, hell, <laughs> depressing as hell. Yeah, it was a damn good book, though. Uh, it was really good. I really suggest people read it. Did you watch The Normal Heart yet? 
No, god damn it. I t- oh, no, I take I rewatched it with Morgan recently mm-hmm. and she wasn't that into the idea of watching but after watching it she's like, "Oh my god, that was really good." I'm actually ho- I'm going to probably And they're watch it making tonight. a sequel. I get the guy it's based on the play of course that's semi-autobiographical. Sure. And the guy that wrote the play is writing a sequel and he actually has it planned as a trilogy. But if he lives long enough to do it, Ryan Murphy's going to do the next two parts wow, of it if awesome. he lives long enough. He may not survive Spoiler long enough to <laughs> He may not survive long enough to do the second and third ones, but the plan is to do two more. That's awesome. Yeah, because it was really, really good. I, I best HBO movie I've seen in years. I wanna, yeah. By the way, I like to uh, point out. Um, you might not have noticed, but I know if um, there was some iTunes. Uh, I I was an idiot and I moved my iTunes file mm-hmm. and I lost like about good songs and MP3s and one of them was the episode we recorded where we talked about a normal heart. Oh no! Yo, yeah, I felt I was so pissed. So that episode of the podcast is gone. It's, I can't find it anywhere. So let me put it this way: it says it episode. Was a great. Episode. Actually, the, I know, I know. I was so no, it really was. I was really pissed about it too because I went even went back in time machine, and apparently though it, it it's on the external drive and not my hard drive. So everything on the hard drive is so. There's an entry in my iTunes mm-hmm. that says episode of whatever, and then when I click on it, it says this file cannot be found. I've looked everywhere. Oh, I'm so mad. Mm. So mad. So all of my thoughts of normal heart are lost forever. Until right now. Nope. Not going through it again. Just really good. That's all I'm going to say. Dude, we had a wonderful conversation about <laughs> HBO movies. We did. I know. Just know that. I don't remember what else we talked about on the podcast. I, I know that was. As a matter of fact, I think I was. I think I brought back heart. up the pilots from next fall again. And you're like, we've already talked about that on the drunk cast. And I was like, oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, no matter how drunk we get this weekend, it would not a good idea to do another episode of the podcast. No. That was painful. It was painful. I'm not doing that again. Good. Let's definitely not. Oh, did you hear it? And then, no, but... It was painful to record. It was. I was falling asleep. So I'm saying right here, right right now... So on Saturday night this weekend, when I'm trashed at eleven o'clock, and We're I'm not like, recording. let's record a podcast. Be like, shut the fuck up, Jimmy. You said you're not doing it. Move your fucking piece on the board. Yes, because we're doing another board game night. Because the people out there have no fucking clue what we're talking about. <laughs> well, uh, a friend, uh, our friend Kayla and Chris, yeah. they had a you know, there's that big board game convention in Columbus, uh, Omicron or Ohio Con, no. not a high Con. There's it's a, a no, big though. board game convention. Yes. It was like last week, two weekends ago. Yeah, you guys played uh, Ticket to Ride. We did play it again. And I lost by one point. Oh, dude, that sucks. I thought I had it. And I guess the American version, you get like 10 bonus points if you're the person with the longest continuous route. Mm-hmm. And but the year, and so we thought that was the rule and I would have won. But in the European version, it's not in the rule book. So I didn't get those 10 points. So I lost those by one. Those Americans and their crazy rules. <laughs> Um, yeah, Morgan didn't like that game. Eh, I'm lukewarm on that game. I really liked Quicksand, though. Quicksand was fun. Oh, I liked Ticket to Ride, but we only played it, like, once. Kayla had a really fun game. We played with all these pictures. Like, they're just, like, cards, like a big card, like this size. Right. And they're just pictures of things. And everybody has different pictures in their hand. And one person, you take turns going around me and the person that puts it down... And you like say something that goes with your picture, like maybe a song lyric or something. And everybody tosses in a card and you mix them up. And then you all have to vote on which card you think is the one that the person had said. 
And then there's different points for if you get it right, if you get it wrong, if people guess yours, if people don't guess yours. It's it's a lot of fun. Oh, um, we have well, one of the things I hope we get to play is Pandemic. I have never played that. I would really like to. I think I I, I like it because you're playing against the game, mm-hmm. and you like so we all sort of have to work together. Now, granted, I want to be the virus. I want to be the virus. You can't be the virus. I want to go home and watch the strain, and then come back on Saturday and be the virus. You can't do that. I, I do apologize. The, the game mechanics will not allow it. I'm very upset with you. I'm. I. You know what? I'm going to I'm blame so you. Should I bring Cards Against Humanity? I have the UK expansion and the 90s nostalgia. Please do, because okay. I don't know if we still have uh, our our friends. They just mm. have the big black box. Yeah, I got that. Uh, I've got all of it. Yes, you do. And I got the Christmas 2012 packs now, too, which I didn't have before. Alan had those. Yeah. Uh, they, re- they put them back out for sale. Okay. So the only ones I don't have now are some of like the pack exclusives and Kickstarter exclusives, because those are really expensive to get. Oh, and I guess there was a House of Cards of Humanity. I they were lame. I, yeah, I looked them up online, and they were really lame. We don't have that, but after reading them, I was like, yeah, we don't want these. The UK ones are fun. Like, they'll be like, a spot of tea, or, you know, just stupid stuff oh, like yeah. that. Like, I looked them up online at first, because I was like, I don't know if we'll even get the jokes. We get the jokes. And I- noting noting how many of us enjoy... British television and stuff, even if it's just Doctor Who, I think it would be fun to play with those. Okay. I, uh, the, the other game I have, I think would be fun. Does it plays just like Clue? Does it play like Clue? No. Okay. Really. Now, in this case, you know how you want to be the virus? You can be the thief. Okay. And literally, you go around and you steal paintings and we have to catch you. Ah, so I could be like Thomas Crown? Actually, yes. When I when I that put paintings the, in there. When I put the painting back later in the game, because you yeah, know I will. Yeah. Nope. When I put it back later in the game, I want you to play that song. I will try. I will try to do. I'm quoting you warmly and accurately. I want you to do the same. I will try to do. You know the song I'm talking about. Yeah, Center Man. Yeah. Yeah. By yeah. Uh, Ella. Mm. So near the end of the game, when I sneak it back in, past Renee Russo, we're gonna play Center Man. Who's gonna be Renee Russo though? You could be Rene Russo. Oh my, I'm going to sunbathe. I'm going to sunbathe nude because apparently getting fucked by Mel Gibson just isn't enough. I just no. She went to fuck Anthony Hopkins and then he died. She's in Thor. In Thor two, doesn't he die? Ah, okay. You see, Loki is in. That's true. She dies before. Okay, if he dies, she dies before he dies. So he doesn't. She doesn't know that yet. Well, she went from Mel Gibson to Anthony Hopkins. That's a big old age. Or Rene Russo. Or Rene Russo. He should have gone back with Pierce Brosnan and stayed. But then all she would have had was his horrible singing voice. Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. We finally watched Les Mis this week. Yeah, what did you think? Really good, except for Russell Crowe's singing. Really? Yeah. He did not bother me at all. He did bother me. He didn't bother me at all. No, For most he, of the movie, he, he bothered me. I thought he was... I See, I had no problem with him. But movie. Hugh Jackman was great, and oh my god. I You know I like Anne Hathaway. I fucking drug you to Princess Diaries 2 in theaters. Yeah. But this was by far the best I've ever seen her. And yeah. I was going into it going, she has such a small role. How is it Oscar-worthy? And two minutes in, you're like, oh my god, this is Oscar-worthy. Yeah. Also, I the, the Hugh Jackman thing was because... 
especially in the opening where he's singing and the water's mm. just like blah, 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 like that yeah. and he's still pushing through that opening it. scene was visually pretty sweet it's visually pretty sweet but that's and him the singing fact that live you know, yeah because they made him sing all the scenes live they didn't pre-record anything and that that was they did cut a couple little songs which disappointed me but i guess I you do that, that with movies like the little boy only sings like one a few lines of that little people song. Yeah. That's a full song in the musical. Okay, that's a little sad. See, I don't like the music though. Oh, I do. Oh, let me rephrase that. I like three songs. I thought it worked extremely well as a movie. Like the do you hear the people sing with the big parade route and when they start the rebellion? I was like, oh my god, this is. I mean, I I've only seen a high school production on stage. I've heard. Lots of the soundtrack. I watched like the O2 concert version of it where they all just stand and sing it. Oh, yeah. Um, and then they have like the 30 Jean Valjeans and stuff at the end. And it's fantastic. But the effect in the movie of seeing that rebellion start was more than they could ever do on stage. Like it was just oh, so yeah. cool. So cool. Yeah. Worthy I, of a feature film. I enjoyed the movie. I The music, though, I've never been a fan of as much. The, the, the big songs are the ones that I was like, I like that song. Well, the big songs were in it. Master of the House. Yeah, I thought Sasha Baron Cohen and Hello Bottom Carter were very good in it. Too. And they were properly placed for time. They were. Which was which, which They was weren't nice. oh, they didn't overdo it. They weren't. Yeah. But uh San- Amanda Seyfield or whatever her name is. Not a fan of her. I'm not a fan of her either, but anywhere you go, you can tell it's her cuz she sings it every single time. Yeah, she does. Uh but the ending when they brought back Anne Hathaway, I was like, "Oh my god!" I was in bawling. No, that was really good. And on that note, I think that's that's it. Okay. All right. Hey everyone, welcome out to the Good, the Bad, and the Geeky episode two thirty seven. I'm Nick Nitro, and with me, Jimmy. Uh, AKA known as Jerome Wetzel. You can check out his stuff at JeromeWetzel.com. Is it JeromeWetzel.com? Yes, it is. Okay, so it's JeromeWetzel.com. No, don't. Let's not do that. Oh, I know. Yeah, it makes me sad too. But if you want to check out his stuff, seriously, check that out. JeromeWetzel.com. Um, you can check him out on Twitter at JeromeWetzelTV. Um, and he has tons of reviews for Speed 42F um, and uh, blog critics and anywhere else that you blog, blogger. Well, it's, uh, it's your website, JeromeWetzel.com. JeromeWetzel.com points you to everything, yeah. including this podcast. And yes, including this podcast. But uh, this episode is uh, uh, sponsored by uh, Packrat Comics. Dot uh, com. Actually, yes, PackratComics.com. <laughs> and uh, they have uh, they have their own podcast there that's pretty cool. And actually, they'll be hosting us for the Not at Comic-Con, Comic-Con, July 26th. Uh, time is still to be determined, but check them out or check us out at GBGpodcast.com for the times. and. Uh, and uh, it'll, it'll, it should be pretty fun. We have some uh, fun stuff planned for you, for you guys. Also, audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky. Get uh, over 100,000 titles to choose from. And uh, last but not least, uh, because I'm a whore, utmnt.com. Check it out. And uh, if you want to support us, go to patreon.com forward slash utmnt. All right, episode 237 of The Good, The Bad, and Geeky. We have talk of all sorts of things, uh, but a lot of talk about Fargo. What are thoughts on that? Well, Game of Thrones, talk out the yin-yang. And a normal heart, and we barely mentioned normal heart. That review still, was in the Lost podcast. Oh, yeah, which you'll hear about in this episode too. So uh, either way, we got to, we talk a lot of good stuff though. I think and uh, sit back, relax, and here's episode two thirty seven of the Good, the Bad, and the Geeky. 
out. Jeez, you're a creep. Go away. We're having a good time until you start up, cheapers. Go have some coffee with cream or something, because I'll tell you something. This is a happy place. What the fuck am I supposed to say? <laughs> what the song is that?